Hi again, everyone. Welcome to the Wrestling Podcast. This is Raj Geary. Glenn Rubenstein is not uh, is out today, so I'm filling in for him, but he will be back this Sunday. We have three podcasts this weekend between Saturday, Sunday, and, of course, our post-Raw podcast. Um, I'm here joined by Matt Morgan, uh, who's joining us for a special Wednesday podcast. Matt, how's it going? Going great. How are you guys? Good. And also joining us is, once again, Chris Featherstone of the Pancakes and Power Slams podcast. Chris, how are you doing? Doing fantastic. Got a little eight-week-old uh, little girl, uh, you know, keeping me up. <laughs> oh, congratulations. I, I remember Thank that you. time. That's Those first few months can be tough, but it gets it gets much better. Um, yeah, I mean, tons of news to get into. Um, I guess let's start with, uh, real quick, talking about Enzo Mori. WWE officially released him yesterday. Um, there's been no... Ch- change in his case with the police uh so it appears there are reports that it has to do more with him not informing wwe ahead of time about it as opposed to um the the charges itself uh, i think they're right i think um you know at first i was like they couldn't just fire him without proof you know what i mean without this going the the, the distance and either he's guilty or not you know what i mean yeah but uh, if he knew about this and didn't share that with WWE, that's horrible. You know what I mean? Like, it's a publicly traded company. You know how about much smaller issues. Now, something like this, like, yeah, this is something you're supposed to mention. Right. Chris? Yeah. Um, you know, at the end of the day, WWE wants uh, to make themselves look uh, as presentable as possible to the shareholders. And something like this would be uh, is a would be a negative mark uh, if they have any type of knowledge, you know, and, and he's still on the payroll. So I can totally understand why, why they did it. I mean, you know, uh, typically, as we saw with Rich Swan, that the case is still guilty. Uh, but I think the element of not letting them know was kind of like the smoking gun for them. So I guess would I wonder if that means though because Jay Uso had the DUI uh, mm-hmm. last week uh, that came out and you know the the incident with Rich Swan. Do you think? I mean, I guess we don't know, but in those cases that they had informed WWE right after it happened, um, because if they didn't, then they would have you know had grounds to terminate those guys too, right? Well, I think the biggest thing is that it's the, the time frame. I mean, it, with Swan, like, you know, kind of exposed right there. But you're talking three months with Enzo. You know, that's that's a, a pretty, you know, uh, it's, it's a pretty long time span for the WWE just now knowing. Uh, even with, you know, the other incidents, it, it was relatively immediately after it occurred. So finding out three months later is just something that you just can't do. And to be fair, Enzo has not been charged with anything yet. Um, the The accuser uh, went to TMZ. Um, you know, has been talking on social media. Usually, attorneys advise um, people in cases like this to not speak to the press, but she has been out there. Um, I had brought up on the podcast on on Monday how she had said that, uh, and, and this is by no way saying anything uh, on which side is right or wrong, but she had made a claim that 
she was in a mental hospital for 45 days. She kind of walked that back on Twitter saying it was 26 days. She was supposed to be 45 days, but she left on basically kind of like escaped. Um, it's, it's a weird case, this one. So I don't know. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's a weird case. Uh, Matt, your thoughts? Talk of it. It's such a, uh, what's the word? A hot, I mean, I don't want to call it a hot button issue because rape is even big, is a bigger issue even than using that word to insult it, right? That using that phrase. But any way you go, it's it's incredibly polarizing, right? With your opinion on it. My, my personal opinion, you know, however, is to my understanding, this woman has lied in the past about many other things, including multiple pregnancies. And that doesn't mean that she can't go out and be raped, however. You know what I mean? Um, so you need to treat this as serious as possible and until, you know, uh, Enzo is proven innocent. But, I mean, let's just call a spade a spade. There's a lot of things that don't add up. There's a lot of things that add up that in, in Enzo's favor that maybe this didn't happen. But, again, we won't know until this is finalized. Um, I do know if you're high on drugs, you don't really remember the details. I, would, I couldn't imagine you remember so many details that she very calmly went through on TMZ sports. Like I'm just speaking from my own opinion on if I don't want to say if I was raped, but like if let's say if I was a person that was raped, I I can't imagine going to TMZ sports with it. Do you know what I mean? Like, I I don't know if I'd go to anybody necessarily about it. You know what I mean? You know, the, the bottom line is if you want the story out there because this happened to you and you think Enzo should pay, Okay, it's it's out there. So why go to TMZ Sports and be? And then my point is, how calmly she went through this, you know, like step by step, every detail, what happened. And when you're high on drugs, the drugs that they claiming they were using, you're not remembering that stuff, not to that detail. Yeah, um, yeah. And this is again, uh, as you're saying, Matt. This is just totally my opinion. This isn't you know guilty or innocent type of plea or anything, you know on it and I'm currently a PhD candidate uh, in forensic psychology so I, I I've heard plenty of cases like this and and, and studied them thoroughly uh, I would be the person who would interview someone like Philomena to see if she's fainting or not or not and submit that to the courts and one of the biggest things and stuff like that is finding the inconsistencies or the consistencies to be able to submit that stuff to the court and and this is sheer opinion. Again, this isn't a guilt, right? Guilty or innocent plea. There were plenty of inconsistencies that I saw in that video that just didn't add up. I mean, it just. And I also looked at another video from a friend, and he was saying that there were receipts, and he was snapshotting right. uh, uh, phone uh, text messages that they went back, and she was saying that I'm in the bed with this wrestler. These are things that you know, wouldn't really hold much weight in court in your favor, to be honest. And, and we've actually been getting a lot of flack for not posting that video from her friend. Uh, we, you know, we can't verify that those, there are generators online where you can generate texts. And so we can't, you know, there's no way to know mm-hmm. if those texts are real or not. Um, you know, granted, the way he was telling the story, uh, it's, it's on YouTube. It's, uh, it's going to be easy to find if you look for it. But uh mm-hmm. You know, he, he, he's sharing these texts and, you know, giving, but we just don't know if those are real or not, uh, quite frankly. And, you know, uh, we going to 
posting stuff from third parties and third parties and third parties, it, it just gets muddled. Um, so that's why we're not posting that video on the site. Um, we're only posting from you know the, the accused and the accuser. So anything from Enzo, the two other people implicated, um, and the accuser, if there's something newsworthy, um, that is what we are putting up. But but then that's uh, all you're going to be posting, right? Because she's the only one flapping her gums about it. Well, and that's, you know, we're not really going to post everything she says or any, you know, if there's something that that is newsworthy, um, gotcha. then we'll post that. But not and, and it, definitely and not your, everything. In your defense, Raj, I, I was someone um, toward the end of my wrestling career. I had someone actually make up not even fake direct messages with ma making it look like it was actually me writing it, but text messages as well. Like I've had that happen. So mm -hmm. like I, I experienced that firsthand of going, wait, holy bleep. How, how can somebody, how does this even happen? How can this, is this a real thing? You know, is this Photoshop? What is this? And it's right. There are generators that you can do to, to gimmick anything. It's, I'm not saying that happened here, but I'm saying like, you've got to play that other side of the fence as being a responsible journalist. Yeah, and plus yeah. that that okay. user also has another video that he had posted a while ago, um, where he's bragging about going viral, you know, on YouTube. So you, you just well, dude, I think yeah, I, I think <laughs> as like you said, like you said, Matt, being being a respected journalist, I think that that's incredibly important. I think uh, I think the biggest thing is public information. It's 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 accessible even if it's on the side or not. I think the biggest thing is that that video is kind of along with the TMZ video as far as inconsistencies are concerned. The pattern is the biggest thing that's, that we're looking at discussion-wise, you know what I mean? Uh, and I think the, 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 the inconsistency pattern that Philomena has shown, as you saw, as you, as you even stated before initially, I think those pattern of inconsistencies, again, this is my opinion, just shows that they're uh just needs to be something that's needs to be further looked in with with her as far as just the the if everything's authentic you know about this whole case and it's one of those things even if everything was she had made up in the past was made up if this one thing is crime. right then it's you know she was a, that's a crime so certainly right. make that clear but at the same time you know so if if she is right and you know and and this was you know once all the facts are out there and and the police are handling this you know, then Enzo should be, you know, should face, um, you know, face. The, it's This is a, a felony. You know, this Absolutely. is jail time, prison time. He should face that. It, and if it turns out it's not right, if, if this was a made up story and not definitely not saying it is. But if it is, first of all, Enzo should sue her back for for libel. If, libel. if that was oh the case, God. because yes. this is I mean, this is getting him fired. If it, and if it's not real, if. Um, and it, it has done tremendous damage to his life and his career. Yep, Things right. like that, you, you know, there was the thing with Aziz Ansari recently where people a lot of times don't read the article. They just see sexual assault they, and they tie that in. So a lot of people see the original story, may not see if it did come out that he didn't do it, you know, see that. And, and it just makes it iffy to, to deal with them. Um, the, the statistic is at least 60 to 75 percent of the people will never see that saw this, that saw that mainstream people, they're never going to see if he was found not guilty. Yeah, I was, you know, I was arrested many, many years ago for something I didn't even do. 
Um, nobody read that second part when it came out like a month later, like I want to say a month later that I was found not guilty and everything was, this was dropped, you know, no one cared. (laughs) No one, no one, you know, damage was done. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Nobody cares, unfortunately, but. And again, just making it clear, we're not saying one way or the other. Um, just if it happened one way, he should fail, face prison time. If it didn't happen one way, he, he should do everything he can to, um, you know, I don't know if clear yeah. his name is right, but I, and I also hope if if it this if it did turn out that other way where he didn't do it and he was falsely accused, that WWE would you know take him back immediately because I mean the, the guy if that if it wasn't true, he went through a lot and it sucks that you didn't tell him, but at the same time. I mean, he's he's getting um, he's getting murdered out there too. So. Yeah, I think it's uh, it's all about the police and the investigators doing their job at this point. Yeah, it's uh, it's weird. You can script this one. It's it's kind of wild. All right, SmackDown. <laughs> so, <laughs> nice segue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had SmackDown live last night. Uh, actually, unlike Raw, they were building to the Royal Rumble. Um, so it, SmackDown, we opened up, and uh, apologize, guys, I'm not the best podcast host. That's usually Glenn's job, but I'll do the best I can. But we opened up with a uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn promo, uh, talking about the Yep Movement and how they're going to win the title this Sunday. Uh, mentioned Shane McMahon's name, who got booed actually, and, uh, and AJ Styles came out, cut a promo, uh, called them Cami again. You know, they they went back and forth. Daniel Bryan came out. Uh, ultimately, th- this led to AJ. Did he challenge um, Sammy and Kevin to separate matches tonight? Or they cha- they challenged him. AJ accepted without Daniel Bryan being able to say anything. So that's the the double main event for tonight. Guys, uh, Matt, let me go to you first. What are your thoughts on this opening segment? Uh, strong as usual with Kevin, you know what I mean, and Sammy. Um, AJ wasn't strong here in his promo. Um, it, just not because he did anything wrong, but because of the crap they wrote for him, in my opinion. Ugh. You know what I mean? Trying to get him to do the nope, nope, like, like, uh, it was, it was hard to watch. Yeah, it was brutal. Uh, I thought, Chris, I just, I, you know, we see with Raw, and I've said this before, I think the comparison just, between Raw's champion and SmackDown's champion is making SmackDown's champion look way less relevant. I mean, just the, uh, I think the fact that we don't see Brock Lesnar all the time, I think that helps uh, the, the the prestige of the title. I think the fact that we see AJ Styles all the time and the fact that he's lost three non-title matches within a month's time. Yeah. I mean, what in the world? I mean that that talk about diluting the potency of your champion. There's no way in the world that the WWE would do that to Brock Lesnar. And seeing those patterns is just diluting just the strength of AJ. Absolutely, but also the stuff that they're scripting for him is just god awful. Um, terrible. I mean the the stand, the Cammy stuff. He sounds like a you know a mom that's trying to hang out with the kids and is using their lingo. You yeah. know, it, it just comes across as so freaking lame. The that's- nope and. And, you know, people criticize me when I always say, like, so-and-so should be heel. And I'm, but the reason why is because WWE cannot script for babyfaces. They you cannot. Look at, they nope. cannot. And you look at the most over babyface right now. It's probably Braun Strowman. That's because he doesn't say anything. He doesn't have to do these right. promos. 
So these, uh, yeah, I, th I think these are not helping AJ at all. He comes across as not a main event guy week after week, even though he's the champion. And Braun stuff is organic, right? Like he he became a baby face because of the fans, not because of the writers. Well, they and, pushed him with how they they booked him. They protected him. Well, a lot. he was still the he stuff was still Roman. Played, he still played a heel though. I right. mean, like he he you know he he still was he it was organic. The, the fans loved him being who he is, and now he's talking about the catch you know catch these hands, which is also organic. He even said in the interview that. He, random stuff just comes out of his mouth and he has no idea what he's going to talk about and sometimes it sticks so it worked you know and, and those are the things that are making braun popular but i mean talking about writing for someone is just difficult for the wwe to do as far as baby faces are concerned unless it's organic like braun or or daniel bryan or someone like that yeah all right so after this we had a backstage segment with shane and, and daniel bryan uh Shane thought that Brian was booking that, you know, the two matches for AJ tonight, and Brian said he wasn't. Um, and then basically Shane questioned uh, if, if Brian is capable of doing this job. So after a couple of weeks of not teasing any dissension, they're they're kind of back to to where they were. Um, next we had Chad Gable and Jay Uso, the usual tag teams feuding, put them in singles matches stuff. Uh, Chad Gable beat, beat Jey Uso. Jey Uso, you know, normally I would think that this means that the Usos are winning at the Rumble, but the fact that <laughs> Jey Uso had the the DUI last week, uh, I'm not so sure. What do you guys What do you guys take from this, Chris? I didn't think of that. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Matt. Oh, it's okay. Um, I'll, I'll get to the Jay thing in a bit, but here's a better question, uh, Matt. Uh, there's a ladder behind you. Are you teasing a Money in the Bank appearance? With a panda mask on. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I, I, do all, I do all my shows in my garage generally. Um, no, definitely not. <laughs> um, no, no, no. But seriously, as far as Jay is concerned, I agree with you, Raj, as far as just the, the DUI. I think um, this may be his quote-unquote punishment, uh, losing the, the singles match and – and that's kind of my logic with uh, Gable and Benjamin winning uh, on 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 Sunday as well is because of Jay's thing, and they'll probably drop the titles from him. Matt, what do you think? Def that's definitely going to happen. Yes, you think Gable and Benjamin are taking it? No question. Yeah, yeah. You can't. They they. they I mean, it's DUI is never good, obviously. Yeah. But uh, but but you know they. WWE, it's it's very obvious, you know, and it, they're right for doing it as far as what they value as important nowadays. And that mm -hmm. is incredible, you know, public image for them is everything. And uh, it is what it is, you know what I mean? So it's not like he's going to be fired or anything like that, but this, they'll, they'll drop the titles and they'll work, his way, they'll work their way back up again within the next month, I'll bet. Yeah. And, and Jimmy's had a couple in the past. It didn't affect their push too much, but yeah, I know, I know the... If you're not high, very high on the card, uh, the money isn't necessarily the best. It's lower than I think what a lot of people assume. But man, get an Uber. You know, if you're out drinking, it's not worth it. Yeah, exactly. Yep, not worth it. So, so yeah, most of this. I felt like most of this match was during the commercial break. They had the split screen commercial. I hate that. Yeah, I, I, I feel like I'm not paying attention to the commercial or the match. So it kind of <laughs> takes away from both. Oh, God. We were talking about scripting for baby faces. Uh, next, we had Renee Young backstage with Nakamura. 
Uh, oh my god! Royal Rumble, man. You you want to take take that out of my memory banks, please? <laughs> I had to watch that. Man, yeah. you want to make this guy uh, not a star? To keep doing stuff like this. That Will brutal. Smith uh, Men in Black device. Just <laughs> yeah, please use it on me and use what it on everybody else. A lot yeah. of people think Nakamura is winning the Royal Rumble. Man, if this is, would they be scripting this crap for? Well, I guess they would be. They have yes, they would because they're horrible. But here's the th- here's the thing. What I hope happens if he does win, which I hope happens. Then maybe once he, you know what I mean, if he does win the title or or whatnot, let's say it does happen, maybe they leave him alone. I don't know. I doubt it. Because they're um, ruining him. They they like with the cat crap he was doing with the mixed tag, and now that what I saw tonight, like he could not have been any cornier. Yeah, he was doing this like cutesy stuff, and oh man, it was it was brutal to watch. Man, Chris. Yeah, it's. Uh, take him off the mic. I mean, just uh, the, it just kills the mystique of so many characters when they put the mic on them. I just it, it's terrible. They, they did it with Kane for a while. Uh, they had him do cut so many daggone promos that it just took so much mystique away from his character. And if you know you have someone who is built on not talking, don't allow them to talk. It just kills their mystique, and it makes it even worse when we hear Nakamura talk on the mic. It doesn't help anything. Talk about cats meow and stuff like that with Natalia. Mm-hmm. Like, how am I supposed to think how that he's a strong babyface competitor if he's talking about you know cat meow and whiskers with with Natalia? I mean, it just it just doesn't make sense. Keep him off that mic. I, I got an idea for you guys. Oh, go ahead, man. No. Indictment on people not on these guys that can't cut promos. It what, what, what he's saying is some of some certain characters are just stronger in general without yes. having to talk, not because they can't talk, but because it makes their character that much better and cooler, more exciting, more badass, whatever you know what I mean, whatever the uh, uh, high end of their uh, of, of, of their uh, character is. Like it completely hurts it, you know what I mean? And and this is a great example of it. And it's at first my concern with him was he he his accent, his broken English. It's gonna hurt him. I remember thinking when he came up to the main roster. But when I saw him on NXT, like you know what? They have him talk just about enough in these sit down mm-hmm. interviews with whoever his opponent would be going up into that NXT uh, huge takeover event. Let's say it'd be a sit down with him and Samoa Joe. That was good use of it, you know. But they didn't really have him talk that much other than those type of moments they should have just kept it that way like they had the blueprint in place of so many of these characters that were so well done at nxt they just need to get out of their way yeah in addition to that in addition in addition to that they didn't have nakamura come on every week on nxt they kind of had that hogan effect where he would make appearance you know once or twice a month so it won't be oversaturated to add on it to you know uh, the promo work that even dilutes it more. Yeah, I mean, you just go back to, you know, again, I know WWE tries to stay away from managers and stuff like that, but you see how effective Paul Heyman is um, with Lesnar. And hey, I got a weird one for you, but think about it for a second before saying it's a mm-hmm. stupid idea. But what about if you paired Paige with Nakamura? I knew you were going to say that. I knew you were going to say Paige. Really? Yeah. Yep. I mean, she. I mean, she's not doing much for Absolution. I think she can make an awesome mouthpiece. Definitely. Um, you know, you get her, you get her out of the ring gear. You know, just regular clothes or whatever, and have her be a manager and you know talk these guys up. 
and, and he doesn't even need a manager. You know what I mean? If, if, if it's not that, they don't want to say have her. I think she'd be great as his manager. I agree with that. But, like, I think he's so god darn over with, with his So he's, different. Can you hear me? Yeah, you froze up for a second. but I think he's so different of a character. He doesn't even need a manager. He, yeah. he, what we saw at NXT is all he needs to do. That's it. Mm-hmm. Same thing. Nothing different. Mm-hmm. I think if they had a manager for him, it should be like Armando Alejandro Estrada. I think that would be somebody like Shinsuke Nakamura. I think it would be like the whole uh, Samoan bulldozer. I think he did a fantastic job with Umaga. And I he think did that he a good would, job with Umaga. I, th- yeah. I think that he would do some. I think that he would be well as a spokesperson for someone like Nakamura. He just comes across as too heelish for me, though. I think Paige could do both sides. Like she could do a baby face. She could. She'd be great. Yeah. And it's mm-hmm. it's different. It it would be one of those weird pairings that you know um, that just might work. Who knows? All right. So next we had uh, Naomi versus Liv Morgan, and I was like, "Wow, WWE is not clumping all the women together. They're they're doing a singles match with them, you know, Bravo!" But by the end, they lumped them all together. Yeah. Of course, they did. <laughs> but. Um, yeah, so Naomi versus Liv. This was better than I thought it would be. I mean, they kind of screwed up one, uh, one three count. Uh, Liv is still a little green, but I thought she was doing some cool stuff in there. She did that Trish Stratus matrix move, and yeah, and, uh, yeah. So I thought it was a like a fun little match until all of a sudden at the end, for no reason, the women just started coming out and they kind of did the same raw angle where they start throwing each other over the top. At the end, uh, Becky threw Naomi out, but Naomi's feet didn't touch the floor. Pretty much the same thing on Raw. What would what you guys think? Oh, yeah. And then Charlotte came out for a promo. Came across as kind of heelish and said that uh, whoever wins is, should be worried about winning because then they're going to have to face her. I thought it was a, I thought it was a great match, actually, uh, until, the, until what you said at the end happened. You know, the that the same people that watch Raw watch SmackDown. Yeah. Because when I was there, they, they, I, remember think, I remember that they thought it was a different audience. I swear to you. Um, they thought people that watch SmackDown don't always watch Raw, and people that watch Raw don't always watch SmackDown. And maybe there's some truth to that back then, but now I don't believe there is, is there? Well, you know, back then, SmackDown was like on CW and My Network TV, so different people had access to it that may not have had cable or USA. So I could see maybe... the same channel. But this is the same channel, exactly. So I think the crossover, it's... I think I think pretty much everyone that watches SmackDown watches Raw. Not necessarily even one that everyone that watches Raw watches SmackDown because otherwise the, the numbers would be closer. So that's why they need to be cognizant and not doing the same goddamn shit that they just did in the show before. Exactly. On Raw. Yep. That's been I've been saying that for, forever, especially with the women when they did the Absolution and the Riot Squad, they did the same right. exact angle. And there was no connection with them. You know, I think a lot of people assume that well maybe it's like forming like this women's stable, you know, between the two brands, but it wasn't. It was just lazy booking. They didn't want to come up with something different. Chris? <clears throat> yeah, I think, and, and Matt, you probably can attest to this as far as just uh, the expansion of, of riders over the years. I think when you just, when you're dealing with 30 riders, it's probably just difficult to kind of hone into an idea until probably last minute. And then at that time, you're just like, I don't care what we do. Just just throw them all in together, you know, and it just that's what it, that's what it looks like. You know, that it's just they can't really hone in into an idea. So they just throw everybody together and just say to heck with it. I don't care what we do. Just throw them all out there. 
you know, and, it, and that's how it appears from the viewer as 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 looking and and that just really um, it just it doesn't really make the division stand out. Uh, it doesn't make anyone in the women's division on SmackDown stand out. And I think that's a huge problem. Yeah, I agree. Charlotte, great promo. I'd like to mm-hmm. see them do more one-on-one stuff with these. You know, I, I do not want more titles in WWE. I feel like it just devalues it. But if all they're doing is clumping the women together, maybe they should have a tag titles, you know, for the women okay. so they could keep a separate singles feud going. But I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm always I'm always hesitant to adding extra titles. Um, although I th- do think NXT should have a kind of mid-card title, but I'm always hesitant to adding extra titles. But, you know, like you said, for the sake of not clumping everyone together, it may be beneficial. I think the Cruiserweight title should go to NXT and get rid of the separate 205 live taping, but that's me. I agree. I agree. I've said I've said it plenty of times. I don't think 205 live should exist. I think it should be called 205 Prime and be before or after NXT. I think the the live element of that division makes no it's not an amenity. It makes no extra benefit of the division at all. Makes no sense. No, it just shows people being quiet during their matches. Yeah. 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 yeah, similar to how NXT was when it was after SmackDown, and then when they kind of made an ROH feel in a smaller crowd, that's when it started to become organic and kind of go from the ground up. If they do that with 205 Live, and if they had a decent house uh, when they were in Lowell, if I'm not mistaken, uh, if they had that mm-hmm. same type of approach, you know, kind of going you know, from a, a groundswell approach, I think they can have some type of interest in 205 Live, but just kind of dumping it after SmackDown. I've already watched SmackDown for two hours, and then I got to watch this, and now the Mix Max Challenge too. Like, I, I'm checked out. Yeah, I agree. I think they should do the taping. If they still want to keep it separate, do the tapings at full sale when you do the NXT tapings. But I think just have it be a part of NXT. Maybe move NXT to two hours and bring the cruiserweights in but it's it's just it's just dead and with enzo out now it's really dead uh so next week they'll be announcing a a a 205 live gm who's going to address the cruiserweight title situation um a lot of people think it might be rockstar spud even though i think there's a hole in the talent right now as far as entertaining characters i think they could use him as a wrestler and not as a gm they're saying rockstar spud's going to be the gm of that show that's just you know speculation because he's been he's been around but they haven't used him yet. Hmm. Um, on my show last night, there are a few people. Uh, there's a lot of live interaction. There was a couple, a few names that people were saying. Uh, someone said Christian. Another person said Shane Helms, which would actually be a good idea. Um, there are a couple other names that people were saying. Spud was another name, but I think someone like a Shane Helms wouldn't be a bad idea. I mean he really helped out with the with the cruiserweight division you know during his time in wwe and they need some type of huge significant name to bring interest in this 205 live of course the obvious choice would be someone like a ray mysterio but would he relegate himself to that no no he's he's got more mileage in the tank too um but i do think if they do bring someone in it should be someone smaller even whether it's an old cruiserweight from the '90s, but not have someone that's going to dwarf the guys and yeah, and everything. Yep. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so that's the only reason I wouldn't say Christian. Yeah, I mean, it's not he's not gigantic, but he is bigger than everyone else. You know? Shane and Shane is bigger than them. Yeah, Shane's about the same size as Christian is. <laughs> yeah, that's why they, Shane shouldn't be there either. <laughs> yeah. Um, so next we had Nakamura versus Corbin. This was, uh, you know, they had a, they had a pretty good match. This was one of their better matches, I thought. At one point, uh, Corbin countered the Kinshasa, Kinshasa and hit a deep six for a close two count. Um, he was going to go for the end of days. Nakamura turned it into an arm bar. Uh, Corbin reversed, covered for a two count. Uh, Nakamura, you know, dropped Corbin with a big shot to the ear. He went back to the corner and was going for the Kinshasa. And then out of nowhere, Randy Orton hit him with an RKO. And that was probably the coolest RKO I've seen in years. That was freaking awesome. Um, <laughs> and that and that was kind of the end. Yeah, Orton celebrated. Uh, it's kind of confusing. I think they were trying to sell the aspect that it's every man for themselves, but I think they should have had him cut a short promo or said something because it just just kind of laid them both out, and that was it. Um, yeah, what'd you, uh, Matt, I'll go to you first. What do you think? Um, same thing as you said at the end with the RKO, just it's every man for themselves. Um, but uh, the match itself I thought was really good, uh, surprisingly. You know what I mean? I'm not a big fan of what's-his-name's matches usually, um, Baron. But uh, you gotta give credit. He, you know, he held his he held his end of tonight's match. I thought, and um, I thought it was good. Didn't. Yeah, I thought it was one of Corbin's best matches in a while. Chris. Yeah, I, mean, I think Corbin's a solid competitor. I think he's improving. I think you can see that he wants to improve, which is good, um, which is commendable uh, in in my opinion. Um, here's my biggest critique, though, and I think it's a huge critique for me. Uh, for His that body. whole segment. Uh, other than that, <laughs> other than that, uh, as far as that segment is concerned, I despise that they had Orton hit it on Nakamura. I think that was a terrible, terrible idea. I wish they would have hit. I, I, I wish he would have done that spot on Corbin, uh, because I think you're already at the point where you're kind of diluting Nakamura so much and and every other elements that if you have Orton kind of drop that very impressive looking RK out of nowhere, it just kind of buries him even more. Uh, and if he hits an on Corbin, Corbin's in heel, it really doesn't matter. But to hit that on Nakamura to me was just not a good call. Yeah, uh, it does make Nakamura look secondary to Orton, like Orton is the bigger star. Is it just me or does Orton look like 15 years younger with his hair grown out like that? He does. He definitely does. Yeah, I don't know if it's Physically he's just too. trying something different or it, it's for a movie or something, but he looks younger. Physically, too. He was, uh, you know, he when he was interviewed on the As in Christian podcast, he was talking about how he hates just his body and how the fact that he can be like fat one moment and like skinny the other moment. And he just kind of detests the fact that he just has to always pay attention to himself as far as what he eats. And uh, I was I was thinking about that podcast when I looked at that. I was like, man, he, he's this is one of his up moments. He looks great. Yeah. Um, so next we had the New Day and Bobby Roode. Bobby Roode, I don't know. As a baby face, he just seems like a fish out of water. <laughs> um, not digging it, but. Uh, so they're teaming up against Jinder Mahal, Rusev, and Aiden English. Um, Rusev, basically, since the fans uh, started you know, getting into him has not won a match. <laughs> um, so 
I think it's clear WWE it wasn't in his their plans for him to be a big baby face, so they're making sure that they they nip that in the bud because they they're making him cold. I mean, when he was in the ring at the beginning, that was on during a commercial break, so you can't even hear him. They had the split commercials when Rusev was in the ring. Um, and oh yeah, Sunil. So Jinder was only out with Sunil Singh. Uh, Samir Singh, uh, like we had mentioned last week, he, he appeared to have uh, rolled his ankle. He got, he did injure his ankle, and so he's going to be out for a while. <clears throat> so you know that's that's unfortunate. Uh, so anyway, uh, this match um, saw Woods pinning uh, Xavier Woods pinning Aiden English to win the match, and yeah, most of Rusev's time in the match was during that split screen commercial. Um, Chris, let me go to you first. Yeah, I think it's quite obvious that WWE wants to damper um, that <laughs> that Rusev uh, uh, pops that 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 momentum as much as they as much as they can. I mean, he's even I, I pay attention to the subtleties a lot. Uh, it's even gotten to the point where uh, Aiden English doesn't even uh, introduce Rusev anymore. You know, yeah. and and, uh, and and that those little subtleties is is quite obvious that they're just trying to to mute that reaction you know um, many, real quick not to cut you off chris how long how many times has that happened where he hasn't introduced him pretty much since fans started chanting rusev day like in more the last than, few weeks and, and, and he, they, he was introducing him for a very long time or yeah pretty yep. much every time until it, like the fans okay. really i don't watch every one of the smackdown that's what i'm asking so continue sorry yeah he would sing um he would he would do his little singing thing spiel and then he would announce you know rusev especially around the christmas time because he would do yeah. you know every day is rusev day yeah. uh and then after that he just he doesn't even do that part anymore so it's quite obvious that they're trying to you know lessen the reaction as much as as much as they can as far as gender is concerned <clears throat> to me it's either you come out with two or you come out with none just coming out with one of them just doesn't make any sense to me it, it just does, it just lessens the 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 kind of the the feel the factor of it um you know a lot of times we complain that the Singh brothers were too uh involved with his matches when he was world champ but it's it's interesting that i think they actually play a good part now since he's not world champ and he's kind of rebounding his character i think the fact that both of them are out there now kind of helps his character non-champion wise and so having just one out there doesn't really it kind of defeats the point because both of them would usually jump on the competitor yeah um that's a good point i i think though because he's so diminutive okay that it still works you know what i mean in an rv whippleman kind of way just size factor alone way i mean and it makes gender look all the more impressive physically gender is deceivingly tall that dude is like six five he has to be yeah mm-hmm. um but he looks even bigger next to either one of those two guys you know and uh you know, for them to keep getting this opportunity, I, I hope that they keep at least one on because when the other one gets better, this won't be a killed gang. True. Yeah. I, you know? um, uh, guys go and steam on them and use them to and one the power bombs and stuff like that. Are you losing me? I can hear you wanting to say something, Raj. Yeah, yeah we're losing you a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, we lost you there, but um, I, 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 all right, really quick, great match, great, great match. I don't think Bobby Roode should be a babyface. Bobby Roode is at his best when he's a heel. 
Cool. Uh, and and Matt, uh, to your point, I, I agree. I think he, Sunil, he needs to change his, his outfit a little bit because I think the, the way he's dressed, you're expecting two and it seems odd with one. Mm-hmm. Maybe wear a suit, something, but yeah, keep, keep him there with him. Um, but Matt, I want to ask you this because I, I can't remember if you were there when Matt Hardy was um, always getting over with the fans and WWE would just keep jobbing him out every week to kind of change the fan reactions to him. What what is what are your thoughts when a talent starts getting over and WWE seems to deliberately bring them down the ladder? Whether it's you know we've seen those Zack Ryder and Cesaro and all these people in the past that they know that they're they've monop- he's monopolized this business and they can do whatever they want and it's a shame. It's why there was a huge gap in talent era when I was there when we were the young guys coming up. We had stuff for days that if we were wrestling today and I'm not just saying this but if we were on that roster today it would be night and day different as far as the talent goes not that we're more talented but we were we were just as talented with with size um back to 2003 to 2007 ish look at the younger guys during that generation and did years of experience, the Rene Dupree's of the world. There's so many, there's so many good, talented guys. And I just remember kept thinking, like, they've got this on lock. Their new guy, their next up-and-comer guy is John Cena. It's Randy Orton. It's Batista. Um, they don't need 50 versions of that. And, they, and it hurt them because you remember that span they went through, I want to say between 2009 to 2013, they could not find new upcoming talent to save their lives until they started leaning on Ring of Honor and, and, and breaking down that size barrier that you need to be 300 pounds in order to be successful and get a push, right? They had to do that because of they, didn't, they did not set the table properly when I was there in building their next superstars of tomorrow and keeping them on board so when John and Randy and them are finally main eventers and they're over, they've got guys their own age to go against. Instead, they were having to go against the Undertakers, the Rocks for special appearances, and things like that. And I believe it was like maybe Sheamus was like an up-and-comer at the time. Uh, mm-hmm. And there was like one or two people. And it wasn't like this litany of people that it should have been. And they shot themselves in the foot. But I remember thinking to myself, they can afford to do that because they're the only game in town. So when I see the Zack Riders and all these other people getting completely screwed over. They're doing what their job is. And in fact, they're exceeding expectations because they're getting over when they're not supposed to. They're not being punished for it. It's just WWE going, well, you know what? We're sticking to what we have written down. We are not. Which sucks. That is how the business really boomed in the late nineties, as we know. And it's a shame that we don't have really good competition to make them do that again. As far as listening to the fans, look what it took with Daniel Bryan. It took, like, Hunter to be embarrassed out of the building during a promo yeah. multiple times, I want to say, you know, where the fans were just not taking it anymore. And they, was, they you know what I mean? They shoved Daniel Bryan back down Triple H's throat. You're saying, you're going to use this guy. He's the guy we want to see. You know, and people were up in arms until he got his just due. It's going to take that, if any, it's gonna, for a Rusev thing to happen for a Zack Ryder thing to happen, it's, it's got, unfortunately, it's got to take that kind of a movement, and that's BS. It should just be what arena they're in. Are they reacting? They are. Has this been happening multiple times? Okay, then we need to change plans. Yep. Rusev needs to be booked as a babyface now. Um, case in point, they almost blew it big time with Braun Strowman. That night, Braun Strowman got hit by the ambulance, uh, ran over, whatever the hell it was, by uh, Roman Reigns was his Austin 316 moment, and they fucking missed it. 
They completely <laughs> missed it. Right. Yeah. It was months later before they pretty much turned to baby face. He would have been even hotter. Yeah. Go back to that time. Real quick. I think I think a perfect example of that between 09 and 13 was the Nexus. I think that they just totally just blew that up just terribly. I think Wade Barrett was just a, a star. And I think that yeah. uh, they just, you know, during that time, they just really messed it up because John Cena, you know, I don't know. You know, I wasn't backstage. I heard a lot of things, but I wasn't backstage. Cena's even admitted that he, you know, made a bad call during that, you know, SummerSlam when Team WWE, the the, the hodgepodge of faces and heels together, including Bret Hart. <laughs> you know, what I mean, just when when they beat the Nexus, that was a yeah. terrible call. And I think just that whole Cena, you know, getting. Uh, forcing to be fired just to come back the next week on Raw and beat people up backstage. Just, right. just terrible booking where Barrett was organically, you know, becoming a main event star. Yeah. And I think they blew it. To be fair, though, with the Nexus thing, I think that thing would have run out of steam pretty quick anyway because you didn't, because it was all rookies that people did not see as superstars individually. Eventually, once you start putting these guys in one on one matches, you're not going to be doing five, five on five matches all the time. And so once you're but having was, Justin though. Gabriel versus Batista or, you know, the Undertaker, uh, yeah, Batista wasn't around then, but like the Undertaker, then all of a sudden you're like, okay. Ryback, you, listen, can you not hear me? No, I can. Go ahead. Ryback, uh, um, Wade Barrett, um, Heath Slater, a first time around. Um, there was multiples at Daniel Bryan. Hello. Yep. There's multiples out of that group that could have handled single individual angles, bro. Yeah, well, Daniel Bryan was fired the, the first night out. Um, stupid call. It was stupid, but he, he was out. But I, I'm not saying they couldn't have handled it. I'm just saying that fans didn't see them on that level individually yet. You got to like Morrison. Morrison. They, they did John with Morrison's Barrett, though. John Morrison did with Barrett. Example. Yeah, I think Sorry. Wade Barrett was the only one at that time. But what yeah, about John what Morrison? Real quick, real quick. That, that's what they did with Barrett, though, because he was he was going against Orton in main events. He was going against Cena in main events. He had the main event matches. He just lost them, and that, right. that was no, the no, no. Wade Barrett, I, I agree with you. He he was the one. Ryback wasn't ready then. He was kind of a, he was kind of a goofy character then. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was the only one that you could really see at that time against the top guys in singles matches. Listen, NXT the NXT angle was great, but uh, um, but 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 what I'm saying the Nexus rather it was a great angle, but what I'm saying is. The guys, the next crop of of stars, they didn't mm-hmm. have it. Yeah. They were not. They they were completely wiped out, and they were not ready. And how many times did we say, like it was like Jack Swagger would get an opportunity to be the next big thing? It would be Sheamus would be the opportunity to be the next big thing, and it, it wasn't there. Okay, and you go back to two thousand two. I'm telling you, go. I'm begging you to two thousand and seven, two thousand eight, even. Look at the guys that you would perceive as, wow, this guy's got a hell of a future. He's just going to put some years in on time on TV, and then they'll develop him. They didn't give us that luxury back then. You either got over immediately or you were done. Yeah. And it's a stupid thing. What I'm watching today, and I'm watching all these sideshow midget pissants getting opportunity after opportunity after opportunity after opportunity. <laughs> and half of them look like they should, they should be pumping my gas or changing my oil. <laughs> Yeah, fair enough. No, I, I hey, I, I agree with you. Um, but I think a lot- my the point is they monopolize the business, so they they feel they can 
do whatever the hell they want. You cheer for this guy. We're not going to be mad at you for cheering, but we're not going to give you what you want as far as pushing them either. Yeah. Yeah. At some point, it just seems it just seems so ass backwards just to take someone that can make you money whose his shirt was starting to sell like it was selling really hot and to just take that away because it's not in your plans and you're gonna the fans are gonna do what you want them to do and they didn't want them to do that insert cm punk promo here vince mcmahon's a millionaire who should be a billionaire you know why he's not a billionaire because he listens to a bunch of glad handing blah 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 douchebags yes man that's exact. Insert that right there. That's exactly the reason why. Yeah. Because Vince used to listen mm-hmm. to the crowd. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So, um, so we had the main event: uh, AJ against Kevin Owens, and then AJ against uh, Sami Zayn. Shane McMahon came out before the match started. Um, said that if either of them interfered in the other's matches, they would be they fired. Say fired or out of the royal fired. 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 So they'd be fired. Uh, and then Shane, they started, he started cutting a promo, but they cut to commercial during it, uh, came back, AJ beat Kevin Owens in like a minute and a half. It was really short. Uh, Kevin Owens has been dealing with an injury, so he hasn't worked the last couple of weeks. He's missed live events. Um, the last time he worked was that handicap match on SmackDown. So, uh, I don't know if this, so they, they did the calf crusher, you know, Owens <clears throat> tapped in a minute and a half, um, and then AJ left it on. So I don't know if this is a way for them to kind of keep Owens, not necessarily pull him from the match, but keep him kind of out of the match, selling his leg outside the ring, like for most of it. Definitely. Um, AJ works with Sammy. Yeah. And uh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, they did this angle. <laughs> Owens is getting medical attention for the next 30 minutes outside the ring while they went to AJ and Sammy. And then uh, they're putting Owens on a stretcher. Styles went out for no reason, pushed him off, went back in. Sammy hit the Huluva kick and the Blue Thunderbomb pinned him semi-clean. I mean, it was AJ's fault that he lost by going outside the ring and made AJ look stupid. Um, and, yeah, Sammy with a relatively clean win. AJ loses again. And it made him look like a heel. Who, it made AJ? him look like a heel. Yeah, by pushing someone off the stretcher. Just randomly going and pushing him off the stretcher. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, just not knowing how to book your baby faces. I thought AJ just looked – this was a bad episode for AJ overall. <laughs> yeah, and that was a heel move with him leaving the uh, the calf crusher on after Owens tapped mm-hmm. and just keeping it on and injuring him. So, yeah. Man. I, I think I think that, uh, again, it's just – it's a terrible way to book AJ. You, you just don't book your champion like that. I mean – period you just don't have him lose consecutive times within a month he's a champ you know i think it's a mm-hmm. terrible idea one one thing i did notice is that finally sammy Zayn gets a, a win with the blue thunder bomb yeah, <laughs> that's usually yeah. like a signature move that everybody kicks out of so uh, i don't know yeah. if they're gonna make the haluva kick kind of the signature and then the blue thunder the the actual finisher either way it works but uh I like Sammy where he's at. Uh, I think I think this is the best work of his WWE career, in my opinion. Uh, but you know, it's you just can't pin. Just pinning the champ is a terrible call, especially consecutively like this. You just don't book a champ like that. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't feel like. I feel like every week since he's won that title, he feels less and less like a superstar, yeah. um, and more like you know, like he's at the U.S. title level and. 
he gets the best reactions on the show, they should protect him way better, and and they're not. So anyway, that was SmackDown. Real, real quick, real quick, yeah. Raj. Something I just thought about is that if you had blinders on on an episode of Raw or SmackDown, you know, especially with SmackDown with the whole AJ point, if you had blinders on and you had like some type of focus group that pulls out the stars based on reactions that make them stand out would aj styles you know as far as just um his 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 work is concerned would he stand out from you know the rest yeah they have the aj styles chance and things like that but what about aj styles from a booking standpoint allows him to stand out name i I can't think of anything you mean like uh is it you, 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 I'll answer that. You, you let him, you let him wrestle his matches. That's how AJ gets himself over. He wrestles the best matches on every card that he's on. Um, his move, his body language when he's in midair, everything he does is different. Watch him anytime. Watch anybody else to jump off the top rope. It's different when AJ does it. AJ's body control is different. He seems to slow himself down midair and do like this Jordan looking friggin' pose. Like everything he does looks really impressive and super acrobatically athletic. And it's different when he does it. His punches are stiffer. His forearms are stiffer when he gets pissed. Um, his, you need to let him work. You need to let him wrestle. He's like Daniel Bryan. You need to let him wrestle. And that's how he gets over. But unlike Daniel Bryan, Daniel Bryan eventually started to get over on the mic with his yes and no crap. And then his heel persona started coming out a lot more when he was doing his character with Kane stuff. <laughs> They're still yet to get there with AJ. And that's their I fault. I, I, I think AJ I think AJ was starting to get there when he was a heel and like working with Cena and, and doing that stuff. I thought he was I think his mic work was getting pretty good. And I think it goes back to WWE not being able to write for baby it's, faces. This isn't his mic work. This isn't his mic. This is exactly what you just said. It's what they're writing for him. You know what I mean? They're all they're always mm-hmm. chanting along. This is the house AJ Styles built. Every time he says it, he's still getting the biggest yes. pop. Um, it's just, yep. yeah, they don't know how to write for baby faces. That's obvious, and especially him. And I think for what you're talking about, it's going to take him going back to being a heel because they seem to write better, more entertaining stuff for heels for some reason. Um, for him to get to that point where if there's no title belt on him, let's say, all right, and then you're watching your focus group is just watching a show that's never watched wrestling before, then they'll be able to start pulling like, okay, this guy's a main event level act, no question. This cause this guy stands out. I, I get your point, Chris. I think you're saying does he have that main event level charisma that uh, someone watching wrestling for the first time would get uh hooked onto it. Like say in, like a Hulk Hogan or at- Right, exactly. R- right, but Matt, let's say someone that, that doesn't watch wrestling, do they care about a good match um, if, they're, right. if they're not invested in the characters yet? Yes, because they've never seen someone do like a double flip off the top rope before. They've never seen someone do it from a sl- Like They'll be impressed with the moves. I really think so. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this. Will those moves bring in new viewers? No. I, I, I think it always comes down to characters and storylines. It um, definitely does. It definitely does. But we're saying how to play to his strengths. Yes. If you want him to look like a main event level talent, it's not going to come. It's not his fault, but it's not going to come by the no, way of the no. microphone because they're waiting like shit for him. It, it reminds me of kind of like Bret Hart, um, where fans really respect Bret Hart. They, lo- they loved him in the early 90s. But business was also dropping in a sense because his his character wasn't necessarily bringing in more fans than that were turning out at the time 
And right. and he was way more uncomfortable on the microphone than AJ is. Be honest. <laughs> yeah, he got he got way better as Brett as time a, went on. But Brett was very uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, but and and the, you compare that like Sting was bad on the mic back then too. But you know he still had that main he event had, charisma. He was had charisma. Yeah. Yeah. And so that like Magnet. brought in yes. newer fans, whereas Brett necessarily wasn't during that time. Right. Um. So I I, I do get your point, Chris. I, I know what you mean, but I, but. Brett got super over and became a legend. I think AJ is on that path. But again, stop writing this crap for him and let him be, let him show it in the ring. That's a strong point. The anti-American stuff really worked for Brett. Yeah, that's where it seemed like he got much more comfortable on the mic when he started to mm-hmm. start to do the pro Canada anti-America gimmick. And it has to be something with AJ that we haven't seen yet. They're kind of intangible. The yes movement helped for Daniel Bryan. The anti uh, uh, Canada helped with Brett. We haven't seen that factor with with AJ yet. Like you said, Matt, they're kind of do the they're kind of doing the whole house that AJ Styles built and trying to get some steam with that. It's not necessarily working yet, but they still have to find that that thing that's going to kind of stand AJ Styles out to a focus group who doesn't watch wrestling. They well, it doesn't have to be a focus group that that, that that focus. You know what I mean? Like like that doesn't determine if someone's a main event act or not. Come on, but no 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 no. Focus we're, we're, I'm, I'm not 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 in a matter of like we're we're all wrestling fans. I'm talking about trying to bring the new casuals. people in. You know, the casual fans and investors and stuff, stuff like so, that. There's so focus the, groups with that. So you need to find something that resonates with that performer. I'm telling you right now, it already happened, and it had, go back and watch it again. It happened with John Cena. He ate John up on the microphone. Go back and watch it again. Mm. He, are you kidding me? He go back and watch it again. John took shots on freaking Good Morning America shows, but he got his shit eaten alive when AJ, very matter of factly, said, "I could work circles around you, and I'm gonna do it." Then he went and did it. We'll have, we'll have, we'll have it. to go back to the tape because you know they seen always that kid more confident. Thing. You've never seen him more confident. <laughs> Than, than you did during those promos. No, those AJ's weren't. The, never uh, been more confident. It, no, like I said, that was his best p- promo work was as a Cena. But Cena ran circles around him with his comebacks, and he, you know, <laughs> but he was positioned to do that too. He gets the last word, um, right? You know, on the heel. So, yeah. but you know, Cena, I, I don't think anyone can really touch him on the mic when it comes to that kind of stuff uh, with the current crop of talent, mm-hmm. or, or at least they're not. Maybe the Usos, if they were really given a live mic without a script. Um, <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know. All right. Let, uh, really quick, let's run down this Royal Rumble card and get your thoughts. Usos <laughs> versus Shelton Benjamin and Chad Gable for, for the SmackDown Tag Team Championship. Uh, two out of three falls. Guys, your pick. New champions. I agree. New champions. Agreed. All right. Then we got the Raw Tag Team Champions, Seth Rollins and Jason Jordan, Sheamus and Cesaro. Uh, kind of smart money seems like either there's a breakup here and, and Seamus and Cesaro win. Otherwise, it's Rollins and Jordan. They keep this going. What do you guys think? Damn. Rollins, uh, they drop the titles. No, they do not drop the titles because there'll be a SmackDown drop. No, they'll, they'll keep the titles and they'll keep the story going. I agree. Uh, Rollins and Jordan uh, keep the story going. There's no – the Hardys are gone. There's no top – Babyface tag team right now, unless you add like Titus Worldwide and they're not top in any, they're not a top team. So, this is the babyface team you have, and one of them are one of them's a strong heel. So, they really they have a deficiency in talent right now. Yeah, I think it's it, this is 
what they're doing for now. They, they don't really have anything else for either Rollins or, or Jordan. So they keep with this. And if they are doing a split and they do a mania match, I think it's way too early to do the split. Yeah. So I think they keep the titles. Um, we'll jump to the WWE championship match, two on one handicap. Um, we saw the WWE math tonight, but what I remember last night, but what do you guys think? Styles. With, yeah. WWE math as in Sami Zayn got the pin. So, um, <laughs> so Styles is probably going to Well, I don't know. I, I, I hate to say this. I think he's going to lose it. It's going to be stupid because they look at some do raw. You know what I mean? Like I could see them idiotically thinking like, Oh, this is going to be great. We're going to have co heavyweight champions for the first time. And the skits are mm. going to be or backstage. Vignettes are going to be hilarious. And da, 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 da. What's this horrible thinking? <laughs> but this is, I don't know. I'm going to take a risk and say that it's, I hope it doesn't happen, but I think it will happen. I think it loses. Uh, or it might not be a clean finish. It may extend. It may not be a clean finish. I think, I think AJ wins here. I think, I think him losing here would kind of bury him with how much he's lost lately. And, and to not win here, I think would, would hurt him a lot. It would. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. So why don't we go to Lesnar versus Strowman versus Kane? You guys think you guys see any surprises or WWE math? Braun laid out Lesnar. Um, Braun Braun wins. Braun wins the title. You think? And this is why I. You know what? I'm taking back my pick about AJ dropping it now. Okay, AJ keeps it, and Braun Braun's the Braun wins the title here. Wow, I think. What uh, else is Kane in this match? To to take the fall guy for Brock. To take the yeah to for Lesnar to pin him. They don't want Lesnar to pin Strowman again since he just did a few months ago. So he pins Kane, faces Roman at Mania. All right. Yeah, I thought they advertised Braun as champion. No, no, no. I think they're doing Braun and Triple H at Mania. Yep, me too. Uh, that's that's I agree with that. I, I see Braun, Braun and Triple H as well. I don't know. He has to win. It's the second go at Brock again. They got to. He's got to win. I don't think he that's should be in this Kane. match, but I think that's why they put Kane in so he doesn't lose. Yep. Agreed. But we'll see. Okay, so we disagree on a couple of these. I, I thought we were going to be <laughs> pretty. It's going to be pretty universal. So that's good. That means it's not predictable all right so the 30 woman royal rumble match now these are a little harder to predict uh, you got matt. matt i'll throw it to you first the ladies royal rumble i i still what i pick on raw who'd i pick i picked um um what's her name um irish chick come on uh, becky lynch becky lynch uh, becky lynch so so far we got 18 women announced um you know what would have been cool that Chris has an article on Wrestling Inc. this morning about uh, a, a former writer, Tom Casillo, I believe is his name. Uh, he criticized WWE for how the women legends were treated on Raw 25. Not not treated, but how, you know, you had the Dudleys do something cool and DX and, and you know, a lot of these legends. Whereas the women, they just came out for the one segment, shit, you know, waved and, and that was kind of it. Um, you, you have 18 women announced for the Rumble, so that means there's like 12 surprises between NXT and people returning. It would have been cool if you had one of those legends that are returning for the Rumble come out yeah. and throw out Asuka at the end. When Asuka threw everyone out, then all of a sudden you have like Trish come in, throw out Asuka, and you get this big pop, and you build yeah. you know, anticipation of the women's Rumble. Like and, you know, she's yeah. like, I'm in the yeah. Rumble. So, yeah. I think Michelle McCool would have been the perfect person for that. Trish is the biggest star. I think that would have gotten the biggest pop. But again, yeah, we don't know if she's in it. She's probably not. Yeah, she might not be in it. 
Yeah, she probably won't be in it. Yeah. Michelle McCool has a better chance to me to be in it than Trish does. Yeah. Um, as far as the winner's concerned, I, I think it's going to be Ronda Rousey, and I think Ronda Rousey's going to go for Charlotte uh, for Mania. And I think somehow we'll get Asuka and Bliss at um, – at the at mania as well maybe they'll uh do a first ever woman's elimination chamber match that's a number one contenders match since they're trying to they're, they're on this first ever stuff i mm-hmm. think they'll do that they, they'll do that with the elimination chamber oscar will win it in uh face bliss i th- i think Ron, ronda rousey too but i think she goes for oscar i think oscar is going to beat alexa by then for the title mm-hmm. i don't see them having two singles women's uh matches on the show not, I mean, I think if they haven't, they'll have one single women's title match and the other brand will have a multi-person since that seems to be uh, what they usually do. But I, I agree. I I'm think ta- it's Ronda Rousey. Hey, I'm taking back my pick because I, uh, <laughs> I picked her for when I picked on, on, my, on the Raw Post show podcast the other night. So that means I get a different pick now. <laughs> All right. <go> ahead. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Who'd you say? Matt? Oscar. Oh, you picked Oscar. All right. Yeah. I think if Rousey does win, I think that match closes the show because my pick for the men's Royal Rumble <laughs> is Dolph Ziggler. And I, I think that sucks. It. I think it sucks, but I think that's what they're going to do. I love mm. Dolph. He's a good friend. I love him to death. I, I just don't. Hasn't the ship sailed though? Yeah, I agree. But they don't see the SmackDown title as a main title. They don't want their right. biggest SmackDown match at WrestleMania. You know, last year they did Orton versus Wyatt. Um, right. You could do Daniel Bryan versus AJ. That would be huge. But if And if Daniel Bryan's cleared to return, that would be awesome. I just don't yeah. think he's getting cleared. So I think it's going to be mm. Dolph as a surprise entrant, wins and faces AJ. And it's just going to be one of those matches. It might even be the opening match. Who knows? But um, uh. Yeah. Oh, no. They've done that before. Sheamus won it, and his match with Daniel Bryan was the opener, and he, he won in 15 seconds so or eight seconds or whatever that was. That's my pick. Dolph, I, I'd hate it. I hope it doesn't happen, but that's where I think they're going. Chris? What do you got, Matt? Oh, cool. sure. Let's go to Matt now. Uh, um, uh, Nakamura. All right. Okay, so here's my question before I pick. So – Initially, it was supposed to be Bobby Roode and Jinder Mahal in the finals at Royal Rumble. Why? And we didn't see Ziggler on SmackDown. Why did they even change that? It would have been it would have made more sense if Roode and Mahal would have faced that Royal Rumble because neither of them are going to win the Rumble unless they, yeah, like you know, surprises and have Mahal win or something like that. And a huge deal for Bobby as well. yeah, you know, right. he won his first U.S. title yeah. at the Royal Rumble. It, it would have made much more sense. Yeah. I don't know why they did that. Um, but as far as my pick is concerned, I'm I'm going with Nakamura. But like I said before, um, my kind of bold prediction is uh, Finn Balor wins and the Ooh. club uh, goes for AJ on SmackDown. Ooh. That would be awesome. That really would be awesome. So I'm with you. I think if they did that, that would be cool. I just... I don't see they, them doing awesome things on SmackDown right now. I think that would make the U.S. I think that would make the WWE Championship look so much better. If imagine those. That. Imagine those matches though between Finn and AJ. Holy, uh, yeah. it'd be up the hook. Heel Finn, heel Finn with the club against AJ. Like yeah. that's an even better dynamic to me. It is. I've been saying for a year that Finn should move to SmackDown because it would add so much to that show. Oh my God, yeah. yes. So, hope I hope you're right, Chris. 
I hope I'm wrong. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, yeah, but I agree, Chris. When they when they moved it, I thought Dolph was going to show up on SmackDown this week when yeah. they did the title match last week and was going to challenge the winner at the you know challenge Root at the Rumble, but that didn't happen. So anyway, all right. So that's uh, that's the Royal Rumble, guys. Um, any big surprises you guys you guys predict? I told you, Mom, I'm coming in at number three. I'm coming in hot at number three. With the ladder. With the ladder and a panda. <laughs> I was about to say that. With the ladder and the panda. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I don't see any big – for me, a legend. Maybe uh, Duggan comes since it's the 30th year, year of Raw. Maybe Duggan's an entrant. Yeah, I think that so many people um, expect a surprise that they get pissed when there's not. Like last year, there weren't any yeah, surprises. I do. Yeah. So there's definitely going to be once be. in the women's Royal Rumble because they all the women on the roster that aren't champions. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Yeah. It should be a surprise because there's only, you know, typically every year there's what, three, four maybe people who have a chance of winning the Royal Rumble. So the anticipation who's coming out next is what people really, in, you know, look for definitely. in the Rumble, you know, so you need those surprises. Yes. Yeah. That's why I watch it. Yeah, I want to see the surprises. Yeah. yeah, last year they didn't have any. The year before they had AJ, so so they they'll they'll do. Or last year they had Ty Dillinger, I think that was. Yeah. Number two. <laughs> Did you see his promo on SmackDown? Ugh. What a difference yeah. a year makes. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, I feel bad for the guy. Another guy he needs a heel turn because they're not uh, they're not doing the most with him. But anyway. Uh, that about does it, guys. Thanks for joining us, Chris. Power, power slams and pancake show. Uh, Matt, you got anything you want to plug? No, pancakes and power slams. Pancakes and power slams. Sorry, man. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Chris, you want to talk about your latest show? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, we have an I have a wrestler interview every week. La uh, last night, I brought in my boy uh, Tyler Rex back in. I was uh, interested to see what he thought about just the losing streak of his good buddy Kurt Hawkins, and so we talked about that on the show last night. It was pretty cool. All right. Well, thanks everyone for joining us again. We will be back Saturday. Chris will be back with me with uh, Justin Labar uh, talking about NXT Takeover. Matt will be back with me and Glenn on Sunday after the Royal Rumble, and then it's me, Matt, and Glenn again on Monday after Monday Night Raw. So a busy weekend ahead, and stay tuned to Wrestling Inc. Obviously, it's been a crazy news week, and uh, it shows no signs of slowing down. So keep checking out WrestlingInc.com, and thank you, and we'll talk to you soon. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.